Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a very, very warm edition of Pro Wrestling Index, as we have to start every show now, because Alex called, I am very hot. I have a fan on in the background, if you listen to both one up and this, you've, you've heard my explanation there. If you can hear it, I don't give a shit, it's hot. Um, but I'll start with my, well, we've kind of become brothers over loads of stuff, but we're now temperature brothers, I suppose, rather than fiend brothers, seeing as he's not on TV anymore. Um, but Alex, how are you? I'm I'm great, guy. Uh, except it's 19 degrees in the north of England, and you're trying to claim that's hot, and I just don't understand. I do not understand. It's winter; it gets the 19 degrees on a nice day here, and for us, that's still freezing. That's it's different, different cultures. That is literally holiday weather. No, it's not. It's really not. I'd love to see you come down to Australia and you can stay at my place and we can have our 34 degree summer weeks. Do you have air conditioning? Weeks. Yeah, we do have air conditioning, but you know. Well, that's all right then, outside. but I won't be going outside. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm doing very well, Mr. Feed, brother. Although the, the shield was uh, at risk of imploding last week. It was. It was. With you and you and the other the other Seth, the, the Seth, Seth over there the being, a, being a snake <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you Taddy I'm good thanks besides the fact that I would have been coming back from Australia in and around this time that sucks but yeah oh, I'm really? good yeah I was coming I was meant to be coming down in May oh sweet well one yeah. day one day soon yeah We'll have a meet up. Maybe in a Liverpool yep. game. Well, I don't think anyone will be able to get tickets ever again after this. Yeah. <laughs> Got any for sale? No. <laughs> no, mate. Yeah. Uh, Are they the... still doing the Australian greatest. Um, I was about to say greatest showman. What did they call Royal it? Rumble. Yeah. Great no, showdown. That's, that's Saudi. So, uh, Super Showdown. Yeah, sorry. No, Greatest Royal Rumble was Saudi. No, I went to the last one. Yeah. I hope so, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, because basically the way COVID is down here, we've basically locked up all our borders, and it's worked well, and it's been brilliant because we've we've dealt with the virus relatively well in relation to other places. Uh, but 
I don't think we'll be opening up our borders internationally for and probably till 2021, probably even further, um, because I was supposed to be going to the Euros in June, uh, and that's not happening, obviously. So 2021 has been rescheduled for. I'm not sure if I'll get there either. So I, I can't remember what it was scheduled for. When was the last one? I think it was like September, October, because it was before Survivor so, Series. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it'd be amazing if it, if it does happen, if we get any time. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. I even wonder if the Saudi shows are going to be put on hold because of this virus. Depends. Money can't kill a virus. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, for virus, probably not in Saudi Arabia, let's be honest. It just doesn't exist over there. <laughs> so it's been beheaded. Uh, exactly. Oh, uh, let's, let's not. <laughs> uh, don't want that happening to me, thank you. Um, yeah. My name, of course, is Alex Barilaro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. But anyway, <clears throat> we're going to do uh, as what we've been doing usually. Uh, recently, uh, outside of pretty much the pay-per-view schedule, we're just doing reviewing the TV and news and stuff. Um, but we're recording on on the Sunday, so this is a day before Raw. So we're going to we're going to talk about last week's Raw, but it'll be. We, we always promise shorter shows, but we're going to try and keep it somewhat shorter <laughs> uh, because, well, you'll only have one day relevancy on, on the Raw part anyway. But uh, we'll focus on SmackDown anyway because I'm sure, I'm sure if you watched it, you'll know why. Um, oh, but anyway. you'll know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, dear. But anyway, we're going to start with the news. Um, and Alex, I mean, Drew Gulak, uh, I think it might have been two podcasts ago, might have been just last one. Um, he had left, but now he's back. Yes, thank goodness too. I mean, I think we did mention, didn't we, that uh, there was still a chance um, that it could resign, but it didn't look good. Turns out, no, evidently got better because, yeah, he basically, um, from what we can tell from PW Insider, I think it was Mike Johnson. Basically, they he used it as a strong arm negotiating tactic, and they and WWE caved in. So, fair play to him. He absolutely deserves to be there. He's been great on SmackDown. And um, I know I'm slightly jumping ahead, but on SmackDown this week, when they had that bit with um, the start of the show with the group of wrestlers surrounding Adam, and he was saying, uh, like, oh, this is what's going to happen to the Intercontinental title tournament. SmackDown's got a decent little roster there in terms of some underrated workers, and Gulak is sort of smack bang in the center of that. So I think it's good that he's re-signed uh, especially given not just his program with Brian, but he is one of those valuable assets that you can see sort of coming good if he gets the right booking. So, um, yeah, no, it was excellent news and fair play to him for getting more money as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and to do, feel free to add anything on the Gulak, but, I mean, again, Alex mentioned the, the SmackDown roster there, but uh, SmackDown's got a new part of the roster. And, again, probably someone... Who maybe not underrated in NXT, but he of course will be underrated, underrated and underused on the main roster, like everyone bloody else. It's Matt Riddle. Oh, that's it's both exciting and scary news, because when you think of the potential of what Matt Riddle could do in the ring, with the likes of, especially now SmackDown's got quite a quite a decent roster, as you guys have mentioned. Just picturing, you know, Riddle versus AJ, Riddle versus Daniel Bryan. Riddle versus Shinsuke, if they do let them go like a strong style match, it, it, the the possibilities are endless. And then obviously keeping him 
for now, as far away from Goldberg as and um, Brock, Brock. Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that seems the smarter thing to do. Um, but in terms of his him coming up, it it looks like it was something that was in the works for before, like um, after WrestleMania, just after WrestleMania, maybe the Raw after Mania or the SmackDown after Mania. Mm. But obviously, with the with the with it being in the Rona era, I think that got pushed back a little bit. I think the interesting thing for me is that from third hand, um, you know, you you can never really trust third hand information that much. Um, but from third hand talk, it seems like his, uh, Matt Riddle's discussion with Vince McMahon went well, which sounds like a very, very strange and, and interesting conversation that anyone I'm sure would love to be a <laughs> how, part of. How do you think Vince took being called bro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, part of me thinks that he would like really enjoy it. Like he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I am a bro. All right, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Something about Vincent Riddle just strikes me as uh, the most strange conversation ever. No, I, I think the, the the there's two ways it's going to go. One, Vince is going to love him and then just start getting irritated by him, sort of like with the new relationship where you love all the the, the their, their quirks and stuff. And then by, you know, like a f- couple of months or years in, then those are the things that highlight the most and irritate you the most. Um, it, it might get to that situation with Matt and Vince. But it seems like, you know, the first sort of the first thing Matt did when it came to addressing the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg heat, um, I think they, they discussed it. He was like, basically, I, don't, don't worry, bro. I, I know what I'm doing. And... If, if that side of Matt can come across to Vince that, okay, I may look like, you know, I'm a bit aloof and, and chilled and I don't wrestle with shoes. Um, it just sounds like the someone that's going to clash with Vince. But if Vince, I think he appreciates someone that gets the business and knows what he's doing um, in terms of drumming up interest and, and, and getting people to talk about him, maybe that side can, can come out a bit more of Matt and, and they'll get along well. Um, but in terms of, I think in terms of Brock Lesnar and Goldberg wanting to work with him, I think there's still, there's still a lot to be patched up from that end. Um, Mm. yeah. So, so I think think, those would be the payoff matches. I think Brock would work with anybody if he was 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 given enough money. Uh, and I think it's whether or not you can motivate Brock to work a proper hard hitting match with Riddle. That's what I was going to say. Goldberg is a difficult one because even WWE sort of their YouTube channel chronicled that interaction with Goldberg and Riddle that was really awkward but still somewhat like funny Funny. with uh, (laughs) Goldberg saying I'm not your bro and Riddle just kept (laughs) saying all right bro I'll see you around (laughs) and again I think the other thing that you maybe got to remember about Vince is Vince really likes I mean going on from what Taddy said Vince likes when people stand up for themselves and he likes uh, he doesn't like subservience. He doesn't. Well, ironically, he sort well. of likes yes men. <laughs> he likes yes men maybe in the creative room because he's had bad experiences with Vince Russo's. But I think he he genuinely likes superstars standing up for themselves, which is why the whole thing with when Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan said, "I'm not going to Saudi Arabia," there was no issue. Um, Cena's has done it in the past, saying like, "No, I don't really want to do that." It's well, okay, unless you're Sami Zayn. 
Yeah, but I think even Sami Zayn, I think there was probably more to it because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll come out soon, but Sami, the fact, like the timing of Sami not wrestling, but winning the Intercontinental title just strikes me as a Vince idea of like, hey, you're really annoying. You'd make the perfect manager. And then realizing that like, as a manager, you can, I just get the sense that Vince has these, these really weird ideas and there's no one there to really tell, or no, I've got two theories. One, there's no one there to tell him, no, that won't work. Or more likely he has even stranger ideas that get shot down. And the ideas that actually come are the ones that people are like, all right, give him that one. Let him have that. And then the whole Sami Zayn, because it seemed planned, like the whole thing to give him an Intercontinental title run didn't seem all that like, ah, fuck it, let's put it on Zayn now. It seemed like, I mean, again, I've gone off on another tangent, but it seemed like he was sort of setting that up as like, okay, you're a manager, you're a manager, you're a manager, and you and Shinsuke and, and Cesaro and everything, and you can fight Daniel, but it's going to, it's like Vince was like, I'm going to outsmart the Smarks because I'm going to give them Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, and it won't be a proper wrestling match. But it was still, like, good. So, I, I don't know. I don't think Sami Zayn's as much in the doghouse as, or, like, as much in trouble as, as it would appear. But I do still want him to start wrestling again. And if he did, then that SmackDown roster, um, bring it back to the point, uh, with Riddle would be, yeah, elite. They've actually got a really good wrestling roster right now in a company that is stacked with great wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Zayn, especially. Well, depending on who wins out of Brian and um, and AJ. Um, spo- spoiler for later on, <laughs> I suppose. But anyway, um, oh, yeah. but to do where, where do you see R- uh, Riddle fitting in on SmackDown? I mean, main roster is a bit tough because uh, nobody wants to. No one's first feud should be with Braun Strowman. Um, but we mentioned, like, I suppose it's the mid card, but easily. Uh, um, main title as well, considering we just mentioned Daniel Bryan, etc. But where where would Riddle fit in? I mean, a start a few that I'm thinking myself someone like Nakamura or something like that probably makes sense. Um I think I would I would love him to start a feud with him because I I think that strong style would really come across well and really showcase um what Matt can bring to the ring. Mm. I'm worried that it's going to be who seems to now be the gatekeeper who is yeah, Baron right. Corbin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dolph Ziggler, um, but yeah, it's bad as well. Oh, <laughs> I thought oh, yeah, you were yeah. going to say Dolph Ziggler as well, <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dolph Ziggler. No, that, that's, but that's the thing. Surely they can't feed Baron to Riddle. He needs a win. That's the, no, that's my worry, because because Dolph used to be the, the gatekeeper, and it seems like they're now using Corbin as uh, in that role. And yeah, that that would be my worry that he goes against Corbin. I really think, yeah, Shinsuke is a good shot. If it was me, I would hot shot him like straight to either he becomes uh, the challenger to, let's say, AJ, if AJ wins it, mm-hmm. or Daniel Bryan, or even the fact that, but it, I, I don't think Vince would, you know, trust him so early on. But even him just, if, if imagine him coming out and taking out Braun Strowman. Um, mm. you know, at, and taking the title that you're a made man automatically, um, just coming out the back, and, and it's know, just, I don't know. know if, in. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but the interesting thing is that his contract was coming up, and it seems like this is a ploy, not necessarily that his contract was coming up in like let's say a couple of um, um short months or anything, but um, I, 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 I think it's um, it was coming up next year. 
And this is part of the negotiation process of making sure that they tie him down is him getting the call up. So I wonder if that enticement also includes a a run with the title. Mm, I don't think Vince is going to hot shot many people since... I can't remember if I actually saw this or if I imagined it, but since, yeah, since Finn, the Universal title thing shooting up to the universal title and like i don't it wasn't any fault of anyone's that it got injured but i think vince is a bit more sort of like mm. the only person i could see him do it was keith lee yeah keith lee and i reckon someone like you're gonna have to think of a big person <laughs> yeah no a big but I'm, th- I'm thinking someone who's so established in nxt that they don't need an introduction like i was gonna say champer or johnny gargano but neither of them are gonna leave nxt Adam Cole isn't going to leave NXT. But say if someone like uh, Velveteen Dream, yeah, maybe, depending on, obviously, the drama. Yes. But yeah, hot-shotting. I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure hot-shotting is necessarily going to happen that mm. often now, purely because of the risk involved. But I'd still love to see it. I think with Riddle, you've got someone who didn't need to win any of the titles on NXT. His tag run was a bonus, I think. Um, because he was already legitimized by just who he was and what he brought to the table. Uh, and yeah, I still remember that that first match he had with Cassius Ono with the knockout straight away. And he just brings that, that really cool, different X factor that I hope the main roster knows how to utilize properly because the last thing you want is to get Mac Riddle freaking saturated by seeing him every week doing the same shtick. Yeah, it'll be certainly interesting, especially I haven't watched it, but you both mentioned well, before we start recording, I should say, um, his cage match with Timothy Thatcher. And that's something I've not seen in WWE before, unless I'm forgetting about something, but kind of the crossover with cage fighting, UFC, whatever. Um, it's a it's a new gimmick for WWE. <laughs> oh, God, I hope they don't freaking make it a pay-per-view. WWE presents the UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> With special guest referee Dana fucking White. <laughs> yeah. Don't, oh, don't, I wouldn't put it past him. Although Kurt Angle was very wholesome in that match. It was a brilliant match, by the way. I will, I will, watch, I will watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kurt Angle was very... He was just sort of there. Didn't get in the way. It was nice to have him. So like, ah, very wholesome Kurt. Mm. I mean, I know he's retired and stuff, but Kurt announcing Riddle is... That just because he was about or uh, more than that, but Matt Riddle doesn't really need more, does he? Probably not. I don't think you. I don't think you'd have Kurt Angle as a mouthpiece either. No, because he's not the, the only person he would have been a mouthpiece for is his son Jason Jordan, obviously. <laughs> yes, that's who we saw on SmackDown. I know. Again, we're jumping ahead, but old mate Jason Jordan. Jamie Noble there. was going to bang out and them Jamie police Noble. officers. <laughs> yeah. He probably did, that's why I got out. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But um, let's move on. Uh, last piece of news is uh, WWE looking or starting to <clears throat> think about bringing back a live event schedule. But obviously, I imagine this news may have came out before the, oh, what's the right word? Upheaval? Riots, pro- protests, that's the word I'm looking for, Jesus Christ, uh, which I imagine all three of us fully agree with, um, or the message behind, um, certainly. Um, but it, America's such a weird place. I mean, we mean today we live in England, you live in Australia, you mentioned how um, Australia is handling the COVID situation. 
Britain not as well. <laughs> um, but is it right to start thinking? Obviously, you've got to start planning for it to do, but it's a bit seems a bit premature because they've only just started getting crowds back, which is people that are already in house. Yeah, and I think that's probably the emphasis of it is planning it, not necessarily looking to execute it anytime mm-hmm. soon. It seems like the narrative is that they just want to be ready for when the green light is given, opposed to waiting for the green light and then trying to fumble around to get everything ready. So they basically, you know, if if let's say for some you know reason the the governor of Florida was to say tomorrow, okay, live events are now okay, mm-hmm. WWE would probably open up Raw. You know, they'll try sell tickets to Raw on 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 that Monday. That that's the kind of preparation they're looking for. That as soon as the green light's given, they're ready. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it's not like. It's not like they've been socially distancing or anything anyway, even before the the protests. So why not? <laughs> as long as they're tested and got a mask, just like the uh, the people in the crowd. What what did what did you think of the? I'm going to say strange crowd, which kind of sums up my thoughts. But it it just reminded me of like old era SmackDown when it was pre-recorded, and <laughs> you just get the reaction they wanted. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. I think that's the problem with WWE is everything's usually overproduced. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, th- they may do the right thing and then they overproduce, overproduce that right thing. And then they'll throw it back at you and say, oh, well, you guys wanted a crowd, but now you're complaining that it's not, it's not good. Then it's like, no, that's not the issue. It needed a crowd because those those dead arenas, those quiet arenas, were quite quite. Um, it it really brought the energy down. Um, but having them, you know, standing, you know, not allowed to have chairs because Vince wasn't keen on them having chairs and looking like <laughs> it looking like an indie show um, oh, is just a weird trope. And then them cheering when this, you know, like. On command, it's almost like they were in a in, in a proper studio, um, <laughs> shooting some sort of some sort of Oprah show where there's cheer, there's a camera, you know, behind the <laughs> yeah. cameraman, there's there those placards that says yeah. cheer and boo and woo. Um, Shrek. yeah, it was just overproduced, <laughs> but I think it it still added an element, especially for guys like Apollo Crews. I can imagine winning mm. your first title, mate. You know, on the main roster, having a crowd there, it it feels a lot better than it being just a dead dead crowd. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it helped in, in in some other regards. I mean, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I we need the crowd and enjoy the crowd, but like the on cue, as you as you said, cheers and boos and stuff. It just just let them just be natural, like just not over the top and just start calling people like dickheads and started singing. Indie tunes and stuff like that, that would piss off Vince, obviously. And stop wedding people? No. <laughs> no, no. Get uh, them some damn chairs start, as well. Come yeah, on, no, Jesus. That's just stupid. doesn't even have to be like steel chairs. Just get them like nice padded chairs. <laughs> yeah. Six hours they had to stand up between all Jesus. the freaking tapings. I'm sure apparently there were breaks in between and stuff, but that's just a long time. Just sit on My the floor. thing was like, just why do you have to have the heels? I mean, I'm, I absolutely, absolutely accept that Vince McMahon knows absolutely none of the people in that crowd because they're all performance center people. But why do they have to have to the be fair? To even to know us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. There weren't many that were actually. I'm glad. For, I'm glad that that was the case, though. I'm glad they didn't have anyone 
like from proper NXT continuity because that would have sort of wrecked things. Unless it's going to be um, a story, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but at the same time, like people have seen the four horsewomen, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, they were cheering faces. Like, why? Why, why not just have the heels cheer the heels like an actual normal wrestling crowd? Because the heels do get cheered, and no matter what WWE want to say, they do get cheered. It's just, yeah. Another one of those weird confounding things about that company. One of them should start a CM Punk chat. <laughs> that's uh, that's future endeavour if I've ever <laughs> seen it. Uh, Jesus. Um, but I think that's the end of the news. Uh, unless I've missed something. Don't think I have. Um, uh, we're not going to do ratings because who cares. <laughs> um, uh, I think AEW beat NXT. There you go. And you've probably seen it on Twitter because it's a Sunday. Um, so let's get into TV. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to try and go through Raw somewhat quickish. Um, the Kevin Owens show with with the uh, the women um, in that we're going to be in a triple threat match later on. Um, Alex, the women stuff who meh, who who cares? We'll talk about them when it gets to their match. But the use of Kevin Owens since he's came back and what happens later on, it's a tad strange. Considering he just had his WrestleMania moment, unless they're just kind of making people forget about that to make Seth Rollins look like a bigger deal. Is there anything I can think of? Yeah, I think no, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I think they want to make Seth Rollins look good so they're not necessarily uh, he, like like ramping it up. But at the same time, Kevin Owens has ignored, like has done interviews since basically saying, Yep, I uh I beat Kev- I beat Seth Rollins, I got my win, but it took the like wind out of me. Obviously referencing the fact that he jumped onto the freaking from the sign through the announced uh, yeah that was that was an incredible start um spot but also uh yeah i'm I'm curious to see where they're going with this because like it it, it looks interesting because kevin owens is basically saying yeah my body failed me and now i have to get it back up to speed and the match he had with angel gaza with his leg uh, later in the show which we'll get to but with the, the leg it's basically saying like, oh, he's he just has to get back into form. He's got his WrestleMania win now, but he has to rediscover it all. Um, which I don't mind. I don't mind a little crisis of confidence sort of character arc. But he just doesn't awesome. turn into a losing streak gimmick, which is shit. Yeah, thank God. No, that that can't happen. Um, but what was brilliant is him on the mic with the Kevin Owens show and the little things he does. He's just so funny moving the. The furniture outside the ring when Natalia comes in, um, telling Asuka, whatever you do, please do not hit her in the face right before she hits Naya in the face. Just some really, really clever, funny, well-delivered lines. And yeah, Kevin's great at that. Yeah, I think we all love Kevin. Orange. He's just he's just great. Um, to do, feel free to add anything on, on that on that segment, but the uh, US Championship match... Um, it's kind of been building in the Rona era with uh, with Apollo Cruz with the uh, Money in the Bank story and and Andrade, but and since Andrade is off screen issues, I'll say, um, I myself I always thought his his US title reign was probably on its last legs as soon as he screwed up out the ring. Or what, we don't know, I don't I can't remember it being released what he actually did, but he screwed up nevertheless. Um, I always thought it was on its last leg, so this didn't surprise me. But it's a good, it's a nice moment for Apollo Crews. Yeah, it, it's a nice win, nice moment. Um, with regards to Andrade, it's just you know that as you say, we don't know exactly what happened. Just the fact that he failed a wellness test, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean it's you know um, drug related or anything like that. It mm. could be you know smoking weed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we generally don't know. It's just under the the scope of that wellness yeah, yeah. Um, program. Uh, with regards to Apollo, I, I I thought he looked really good in the match. It was interesting the way he won it though. Uh, he didn't win it with his finishing move, which I suppose speaks to what you were saying with Andrade being on his last legs with with the title. Um, very underwhelming run with the title by Andrade, in my opinion. Mm, uh, I thought 100%. I thought he really could have done a lot more. Um, and then with Apollo, I just hope they give him some sort of character because the whole rah rah babyface gimmick, which isn't really a gimmick, seems like very Finn Balorish. And and he seemed to struggle with that when when they gave that to him. Feel free to correct me because I had not seen him when he was in Indies. But was that not what UR Nation was, or was there more depth to it? Was it UR Nation? Pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was UR Nation, and yeah, it was very similar. But he had the athleticism on the Indies to sort of be the attraction rather than the character. Right. Um, okay. But at the same time, I I do think there's something there. I mean, you look at any number of people who have got more edge to them, I'll say. I won't say gone fully healed because sometimes it doesn't take going fully healed. Just a bit more edge to them. Uh, and I think it, it really rounds out the character a bit. So giving him giving him something, even giving him a bit of like an, I hate the word underdog, but giving him that idea of like, yeah, I'm I'm big, I'm strong, I smile a lot. Where's that got me? Now I just want to win and I'll just win and win and win. I think that could work. But um yeah, what Teddy said was interesting, the fact that he won with the, like it was it was his old finishing move, sort of, the Gorilla Press Slam moonsault, but then he added on a standing shooting style as well, but it wasn't actually his real finisher. So yeah, Andrade's title run has been hampered by the fact that obviously the Rona era came in, I don't remember him defending it on pay-per-view more than once, if at all. I and can't then obviously defended it, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but it was interesting that when he did get done, they didn't strip him of the title. So clearly mm. they still like him because they didn't do a, a Sami Zayn yeah. and strip him of the title straight away. But by that same token, yeah, his run was always destined to end. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think is next for him? Cause, I mean, they'll probably do the rematch with Apollo Crews, but uh, him and is now connected with Kevin Owens. I mean, that would be a match I'd like to see. Um yeah, and the Zelina thing was interesting too. Mm. The, the Zelina getting hurt, the idea that maybe he'll be saying, like, I don't need Zelina to win. So Zelina takes a slight back seat, stays with Angel Guards for a little bit. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting. I don't, I don't know what's next for him, I'll be honest. I'm mm. assuming another US title match or maybe, yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens. Yeah, a rematch at Backlash and move on, probably. You'd probably think. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's, uh, I like Andrade. He was probably I never used to like him, but then that match with Gargano happened, and yeah, <laughs> uh, he just he just went off with my estimations then. But um, anyway, he'll have he'll have better things to come, I imagine. Uh, women's tag team segment, seeing as you're Australian, Alex Iconics, they made up. <laughs> there was a one uh, Iconic, yeah. Um. Uh, they did make up. I was so pleased uh, after the heartbreak of what they teased with the with the the slap. 
that was felt mm. around the world. Around the world, it was felt. <laughs> uh, so I'm very glad the Iconics are back in back in action. Although, and actually, it's been a good week for the um, women's tag division, actually, because we're going to come to this later. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, both sort of segments were actually really great on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. I thought. Yep. Iconics are not mortal enemies after a slap. Imagine if they like accidentally bumped into each other or something. Jesus. I know. Incredible. <laughs> Good imagine. Good God. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, to D-Ware, the VIP lounge. Um, let's kind of connect the end segment as well. I mean, the match with um, Street Profits, Christ. Uh, memory went there. Uh, was was all right. But uh, the, the, the building Lashley quite well. Uh, and MVP and this manager, or what do you reckon? Yeah, I think they're building him well. Um, they were building him from the ground up, effectively, because yes. they had really <laughs> destroyed him. Um, but I think MVP is doing a really, really good job. I, I'm enjoying his out-of-the-ring action. I don't think we need to see him much in the ring, no. um, in my opinion. But definitely outside he's the ring. He's brilliant, isn't he? he the, the one thing he's, he's doing, which seems to be... At, at being a manager. I think the thing that seems to to blow the mind of WWE, it seems, is he's actually making sense, mm. which seems like such a, an easy concept, but it's such yeah. a foreign concept in WWE. Whenever he speaks, you know, he makes sense. He's speaking about Lashley not being where he, where he should be, about how, you know, Lana has, has lost the focus. And even the fact that, you know, if you think of what Lana did for Rusev, I hope they play into that fact that look what you did for Rusev. You can't even get Bobby Lashley out of back-to-back bookings with our truth, you know, something like that. But yeah, hopefully this continues to build and, um, and it should be a good match between him and, and Drew McIntyre coming forward. And then in terms of the, the main event as well, um, I wasn't a big fan of the Street, street Profits being in this one because mm. I, I wasn't sure how they were going to get away with not <laughs> taking the pin. Not ricocheting, buddy. <laughs> I thought this was not ricocheting, buddy. I thought this was not ricocheting, Alexander Wolfe. Exactly. Where's Humberto, damn it? Where's it, Humberto when yeah. you yeah. was him? Yeah, he was used early, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 oh, I can't think you could get away with putting Humberto from nearly get his eye gouged out to <laughs> just shoving him in the main event and say, come along. Get out there, along, damn it, we like, need you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, I was going to say, uh, MVP is brilliant. And yeah, Teddy hit the nail on the head. He makes sense. He is charismatic. You, He's legitimate as well. He's coming in here basically saying, hey, I know what it's like to be successful here. I was here when you were here, but guess what? You haven't had a title match in 13 years or whatever it was, 11 years, nine years. Um I think Drew was 13 years, sorry. Uh, I think it was both. What do, you, yeah. what do you expect? Yeah, and 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 it's legit. And I think WWE have a, an issue where they try and overcomplicate things. But remember, this was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were getting the inkling that Lashley would be, or we were, we were coming up with who Drew's next mm-hmm. opponent would be, and it was going to be Lashley. And it's, it's worked out a lot better than I think any of us really mm. predicted. We were hopeful, but at the same time, this has worked out really well. And Drew, I, um, I, I can't remember who said it, but Drew is phenomenal in terms of he is very much the next it. He's yeah. the next, if you want to call it, next, next Roman, Roman yeah. the next scene or whatever. He is it. And he's being booked he is like booked, he is it. He is booked for the next five years in that Roman spot in yeah. terms of um, multiple title defenses and stuff. He's different so. as well because I know Roman was booked like a unit, but Drew McIntyre is a goddamn freak. Like he is, he's a monster. Yeah, 
And he might not have the same, um, what's the word? He might not have the same capacity for incredible matches because I think Roman is a genuinely brilliant wrestler, but Drew's got that presence. I think that Drew you can just look go, at him and go. I think Drew can do wars star. better. Like absolutely, just Possibly, absolutely, just just murder each other. Yeah, probably the brutal, brutal stuff. I think Drew's got down pat, but your five star sort of back and forth matches. I think Roman probably edges it. To be um, fair, I mean, I know it's against Seth, but Drew v Seth at uh, Money in the it Bank was, it was, for a WWE it match, it was up that was there. the best match I think I've seen him have, mm. especially since his matches when he came back to NXT weren't great. Like mm. there was not. There wasn't one that stood out. Yeah. He had a good um, couple of tag matches with uh, when he was back with Dolph, but other than that, I can't remember too much. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I think he, no, he worked well with Seth then when it was the IC run, didn't he? Yeah. So they might just yeah. have chemistry. <laughs> so, yeah, again. And Seth Rollins, for, for all the flack that he gets, is uh, phenomenal at getting good matches out of people. Um, but, yeah, the fact that he's being booked like the new, the net, like the, the thing, the guy. Um, makes me really what's the word Vince basically came out and said he said right we haven't been able to build stars like we used to and that's why the ratings are tanking which to me made me think oh god they don't want to make any more stars because they think this crop of talent isn't good enough like they're just they're sort of floundering but no when you when you can still make a star like Drew um I think you're not you you haven't I, I hate this quote, but the, you're not just making the company the star. Like, people are tuning in. People can tune in to see Drew if they want to, especially in the UK. And I think people for a little while there could have tuned in to see Roman. Uh, I think he sort of lost his aura as the booking got worse. But for him to be the top guy is is a good thing for WWE right now because they, they both need it, and I think they it, it suits them having Drew there. Yeah, and Raw, Raw needed someone as well, because you couldn't just have Seth pretty much pigeonholed into top babyface. Um, and I can't really think, who'd be the next top babyface on Raw? Um, are, you think, are you talking about back when Seth was, was that? Well, probably even now, it's, it's yeah. pretty much a swap Drew and Seth, no, not really. Well, yeah, it's true, yeah. Um, there weren't that many. I mean, Owens was certainly just turning oh, his yeah, face on SmackDown Owens. and yeah, then got Owens, yeah. traded to Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but Raw have had a bit of a bit of a dearth in that sense for a while. Mm. But to be fair, I mean, that kind of leads on to uh, well, I'll do the disciples then, uh, the Seth Rollins stuff, then then come back to the Viking Ridge because <laughs> have to, <laughs> have to. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to do, I mean, <clears throat> Seth and the disciples stuff. We obviously got Austin Peary joining them last week, and it, it looks like a, a much better fit, to be honest. Um, a good start, I think, for for the new three-man group <laughs> with uh, AOP coming back at some point, probably next year, um, or whatever. I don't even I can't remember what the injury is, but it, it looks like a good natural fit, and Seth continues to deliver in, in this role. Yeah, and, and it seems like he's definitely found his groove. And I think it was on backstage, he was uh, one of the guests and he spoke, he was speaking with Booker um, about once you get your groove as a character and, and you, you, you know, it's no longer cutting a promo. It's, 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 you know, it's no longer the job. It's now part of you. 
and it seems like that that's where he's come to with this with this uh, gimmick his promos seem to hit a lot harder whether or not it's because the crowd's not there mm. and he's able to take it wherever he wants to or or what it is but yeah it seems like he believes in it a lot more and it's hitting home a lot better and i i think the the trio that they have at the moment is really promising so we'll we'll see where they take that and suppose yeah with the he's going to be hosting Ray's in inverted commas retirement on on Monday's raw mm, i'm sure what? i saw it isn't he meant to be fighting Alistair as well or did i make that up or did i dream that i'm sure i saw that somewhere uh but if not it's quite a dream but no i think mm. i think that might be the eventual program i just don't like we said last week i don't think you can have any of them lose right now whereas you could kind of feed Buddy to Alistair again if you wanted to and have that be a bogey thing for Buddy Murphy. So the other thing I just wanted to say quickly about the Seth promo, uh, the actual Seth promo itself was great. Um, talking about how Ray needed to do this and like telling Alistair and um, Umberto don't make his sacrifice in vain. I thought it was brilliant. But also in the bit beforehand, um, the Buddy and Austin Theory promos sounded like or they were written and they were performed like it was a sermon. And this they were like, um, you know those, uh, what do you call it, like prayers of the faithful in church? I don't know if any of you had Catholic education, but in church they have no. like, oh, we praise God, blah, 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 thanks be to God. And then the audience replies, thanks be to God, whatever. The way Buddy and Austin were saying, it was like, he saved me. I was tossed aside. I am now not alone. Thanks be to the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah. And it was genuinely, they are really breeding that whole sense that it's a cult, that it's a, that they are proper disciples. And I like those little touches. I like the little things that are done like that. Cause it just, yeah, like Teddy says, it makes it more than just a character. It, it, you feel, it feels natural. You buy into everything they're doing. Um, and yeah, that, the, the Monday Night Messiah cult has been brilliant lately. Uh, it is Alistair V. Rollins on Raw next week. Oh, tomorrow. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, your, your dream come true. Yes, I'm that sure I wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be good. It'll end up with Rollins getting disqualified, obviously, but it'll be hopefully good before that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, let's do the women's one, then we'll do um, uh, Raiders profits. Golf. Yes. Golf. Um, <laughs> um, we all knew Nia Jax was winning because it was building to that, so this kind of just seems like filler, but fair enough. Um, I can't remember Nia nearly murdering anyone apart from the top rope spot where I thought she almost decapitated Charlotte. I think it was. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. She's shocking. She's so bad. Yeah, they've just they've banned the buckle bomb because she can't do it properly. They're just, she's just awful. I I really just I can't tell you how annoyed I am that Nia Jax is still a thing, especially after she's injured Kyrie twice. Um. Just just, gotta, yeah. If you injure all your competition, you're going to get title matches. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. But she's she's profiting, or she's profiteering off injuring people because she thinks that she can make Becky's badass blood moment like part of her own character. She's trying to swindle basically off the best women's wrestler, the most entertaining women's wrestler that probably has ever lived. And Nia Jax is there thinking that she can actually get clout off that. It really annoys me. She's just terrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, team Tamina. Um, oh no, no, <laughs> she's. I mean, she's not as dangerous, but Jesus Christ. 
Uh, Wanda. It's another high bar. After Naya's injured, everyone will get the dream match of two to me and be Naya. Uh, yeah, it's the one person she can't injure. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the trades now. They'll just chill the fuck off to SmackDown and finish the rest of the roster. Um, but anyway, um, anything to add on the on the women's thing? I mean, Asuka, the only thing I can add today was that Asuka is amazing and she should be on commentary every time. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd rope and ask as a guest commentator anytime. Um, nothing to add on the match. Just yeah. Go on, it, it, it was it was already written out. It, it was already written Pick out. Your Let's comment- move on to more exciting stuff. <laughs> today were yep. golf. Pick your commentator though. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> oh, hang, on, hang, on oh. hang on. Before you say that, pick your commentator: Asuka or Nikki Cross. Asuka. Asuka for me. Yeah, I would have said Asuka before this Friday on SmackDown when Cole and <laughs> Graves corpsed like hell. And Graves does not corpse a lot. But as soon as Bailey said, shut up, and Nikki said, don't you tell me what to do, I was pissing myself. Michael Cole was pissing himself. Corey Graves was pissing himself. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, sorry. Now, now we can move uh, on to the important part yes, absolutely. of the show. Today were golf. I mean, it, it, it it's getting better every week. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's amazing, and we're getting closer to I, alligator I, wrestling as well. I know the fact that both both teams have a, an animal feud is hilarious to me. Um, I'm I'm curious whether or not, uh, like, how long they can keep this going. But um, as as long as they keep producing stuff like this, Forever. I'm happy for them to to keep it going exactly and. I think the thing for me is it's so different from everything else that's on the show. It's such a nice break and such a good comedy, you know, uh, comic relief when they come on. And I don't know, people maybe that don't like it as much as I I seem to be liking it, maybe are trying to take it too seriously. The only problem, I suppose, is that the tag titles are involved in this thing. And we already know Vince doesn't see the tag titles very highly and they're now a part of a, a, a comedy shtick. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Um, the fact that they celebrated after they got a, a high score in, in the putt-putt <laughs> was hilarious. Um, you know, having the food on the golf course. I just feel sorry for the maintenance guy that's going to have to repair that golf course after, after the segment. Nah, it was worth it for the funny. <laughs> the cuts, oh, the cuts. The, the the way they creatively cut the shots of golf where there was one where Montez, like, hits the ball. <laughs> it goes so low that you, you can see the ball just flying really low, and yet they cut to it soaring through the air and going for a hole in one. And, the other one where the uh, Ivar, I think, was hacking the ground and like he hacks it twice and then it cuts to another like a shot of him swing and then another cut and it's just a huge hole that's been created and it's just oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's like amazing and bad at the same time, but it's yeah, it's, it's fantastic <laughs> cringe. Like not, not not like cringe. You're not like oh, this is embarrassing. Cheesy, like, but oh, amazing. This is, cheesy. This is cheesy but hilarious and intentionally hilarious. Um. Yeah, it's oh, incredible. And the turkey leg and the alligator. <laughs> I'm there. I'm so there for uh, it all. <laughs> just great. Do you guys think the the same people working on the Mandy and Otis thing are working on this thing? Oh, if they do a pay rise if they are. 
I know that the ride, the head rider for the Mandino's thing got furloughed, so maybe she's been brought back. Um, but that just brilliant. Um, certainly, I think the two segments, the two <laughs> off-site segments this week, were probably both worked on by the same people because they were both genius. Oh, the the thing is, TV's actually got quite good, but there's still the best things on TV because I've been. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a good point you make there, guy, because something I have noticed these last two weeks, maybe since Money in the Bank, maybe TV's been quite good. And the state of WWE right now, in terms of the tangible stuff, so your champions, your feuds, your stables, Mm. is quite good. They've got maybe three good stables. The only bad now thing is probably Braun because he's not doing anything. Uh, yeah, Miz, that's exactly v, it. V Miz and Morrison, but... Uh, God. But, um, I mean, the Miz and Morrison thing has sort right. of been relatively entertaining with the whole... But you're not... Because Miz and Morrison terrible. are very funny. But the handicap match is not going to end at anything. I think we're just waiting for The Fiend to come back, but still it's Braun. But otherwise, the the um, women's tag division's been quite good. That's usually not as good. Mm. Uh, okay, Asuka's the champion. That's good. Her contender isn't. Um, yeah, that's a good one as well. No, a lot of yeah. yeah, but then a lot of the feuds and the stables and the teams are are actually really fun right now. So I think WWE have sort of got themselves into a decent state despite the Rona era in terms of the things they're doing. Um, it's just whether they can keep it going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but we 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 started on the the, the main event, but let's go to it was after the bell. Um, the building it in pre- pure WWE big lad fashion where it takes 20 people a piece to hold them back, but uh, NXT potential people were getting yeeted about like nothing <laughs> at the start, which was amazing. But uh, we we, we kind of mentioned it, but uh, I'd, like a year ago, if you said Drew McIntyre v Bobby Lashley, I think everyone would die inside, but I'm actually looking forward to it more and more, which is strange. Yeah, it's. Uh... I know that. I... Sorry, you, you can go. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if it's also the fact that Drew seems to have this confidence, but is he? It seems like he's pulling Bobby to his level. Mm. Um, for me, and and I'm I'm hoping that Bobby is motivated and keen to to go with with Drew where he's going with this. Um, Drew definitely has. Uh, he currently uh, doesn't have scripted promos, so you oh, can see even with the delivery and and the way and the way he's speaking, it's all, you know, he gets given bullet points and and he basically has to drive it home. Um, in terms of the segment, I did find it quite ironic. They were talking about the whole social distancing thing and everything, mm. and then they've got like five hundred guys in the <laughs> ring. But yeah. other than yeah, that, it, it 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 did do what it needed to do. I I also like the detail of having smaller guys come in first and they got yeeted and then they had the big guys come in to try and pull them away. You're over six foot. Get in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they line up based on height, like school sports day, and then they get sent in basically one after the other. Oh, Jesus. The other thing is, yeah, the, the Drew's um, organic promos are, are quite nice because they led to some fun moments, like the whole Claymore kick thing. MVP played that off really well. Um, the yeah, a lot of the organic stuff with Drew basically s- s- not no selling, but sort of acting nonchalant about, mm. and then at the end, the other thing is when he takes his shirt off, he gets really tense. 
He goes from he fucking. Does. He just as soon as the shirt comes off, he's like, "Oh, I people, forgot how people can ridiculous see me." Ridiculous, you are. Yeah, <laughs> he was just yeah, uh, unreal. And also, the full Nelson helps Lashley too. I think yeah. the introduction of that sort of new yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeopardy. The only thing I think I can think of ruining in this feud is in the match if Lana cost Lashley in the match. That's the only thing I can uh, think yeah, of. That's true. That'd be a bit sad. And it seems That'd quite suck. it seems quite likely now I said it. Yeah. Is there any But way, also is there where any does Lana th- go? Uh, is there Maybe any way they bring Russo back? I don't think so. It's the only way- I don't I don't think so. Mm. Maybe eventually. Because I think he's one of the ones that they probably regretted regrettably let go given how much he was mm. sort of featuring before Rona era, but now I think they're still too, too not strapped for cash, but still trying to penny pinch a bit mm. while they realise what the fallout of this whole thing's going to be. Well, Goldberg pissed off straight away so they might have my money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Saving a yeah. million a year. Yeah, it's probably more than a million yeah. an appearance. <laughs> um, it's probably more than that's that. Still, still yeah. only a million yeah. a year, guy. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Well, no, the Saudi shows are then WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that's room. true. Yeah, that's Saudi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, but Saudi probably is it. Um, uh, I think we're on to SmackDown now. Um, well, yeah, we are. We, we go from the front of Raw to on the nose beginning <laughs> of SmackDown. Um, today, I'll start with you. Obviously, Jeff's had his um, problems with addiction, it's all sorts of stuff. But to, to, to tie that into TV, is that a a tad too much on the nose or is it just using well I'm, I'm sure it got Jeff's permission you'd, you'd presume but maybe not but um, it, it, you'll either hate it or you'll appreciate the reality of the situation I suppose where, where did you fall that's the thing um, I, it was so polarising um, for, for me personally I, I didn't care for it purely because mm. I think you know, and it, being on the Debbie Downer side of things, it's something that happened to him really recently. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's been fighting this for years and, and you can poke fun in it. Um, it's just last year he was in jail for it, wasn't he? So yeah. I, I thought you could lay off something like this. You can still build the angle without necessarily hitting, you know, hitting it right on the nose here. Um, but in terms of, the execution of it, um, I did like the the way they went about it. It wasn't like, uh, uh, not necessarily in bad taste or anything like that. It's just the topic itself I thought was a bit insensitive. Um, it was good to see Jason Jordan again. Um, mm-hmm. Here's hoping he gets like an edge type of comeback. Um, obviously, uh, with him being healthy and all of that, um, because yeah, they thought his injury wasn't going to be too serious, and it's just dragged and dragged, and it seems like he's still getting he can't quite grip yet as well, and and it's been quite a while now, and if he still can't do that, it's a real shame. Mm. Um, but he does get used a lot in backstage and producing and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. so it's good on them for keeping him around and and keeping him busy. Um. Yeah. I, I, maybe other people can speak on the segment. Uh. If if they were, you know, if they enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Except Braun. Be, Braun was me. hilarious though. Braun's interview. Yeah, I just saw hilarious. a goddamn car. That- <laughs> yeah. He's such. He's so bad at acting. Just. He's like. I don't know, man. I saw this. This son of a bitch just. Just goes. It's like okay. Um, Thing is, if it ends up being if it ends up being Sheamus, like faking being Jeff Hardy, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> well, one 
one's nine foot tall and one's Jeff Hardy's. Yeah. No, okay, but I quite liked this. And I like at first I was like, okay, that's that's fantastic. I like that they're playing it off like that. And then I thought, mm, not sure. Yeah, because it's basically what Taddy said is like mm, recency, maybe a bit insensitive. But the more I thought about it, the more I think it's a it's a nice, not nice. It's a good way to get you know a heel some genuine heat. Um, and doing it in the Rona era where crowds won't quite be as influential. And um, the fact that you can also, because they've already, WWE specifically have already um, signaled their intent to sort of put all of Jeff's dirty laundry sort of out there. So they're not hiding from it because in the, 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 the Jeff Hardy documentary, oh, sorry, actually, no, it was both Hardys. I think it was a WWE 24 or 365. They mm. go in a lot about Jeff's addiction and his trouble with the law and the reason he was away for that, that period of time. And I think the, the logical extension is to use it as a storyline. And this is the best way to do it where you don't make Jeff out to be a, like a dick. You can actually give him redemption because, I mean, the way I'm seeing it, it's clear that he's been framed. He's been knocked out. That's why he was looking like all dazed and everything. Maybe by Seamus. We'll see. And I think that's the problem use... for me. Sorry to cut you off, but the problem for well, me I was is, gonna say, is, is it's, if it's Seamus, that's it's a bit shit because Seamus is Seamus. <laughs> that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it could like Seamus basically going out and saying like, "Oh, that junkie's done it again." Of course, now I get my title shot. Like that's a good, that's a very heel thing to do. It's a dastardly thing to do, and you don't get many of those legitimate sort of, um what's the word schemes anymore it's mostly just like oh he attacked him and now well, there's to gonna be start fair, a feud we had eric roy like last year do this sort oh, of stuff yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah hatching hatching a really over pushing boxes on someone the son of pushing a bitch boxes on Roman <laughs> and then it not working out at all then hide, hiding in the background somehow <laughs> It just never actually came to fruition. That was that was bad. But um, yeah. But no, I think this. Yes, it, it is in slight poor taste. But at the same time, I think to me, it, it is slightly. I think it's worth the poor taste because it's it's a storytelling device and it's compelling. And I think it's great that they're going to do it the way that it should turn out, which is. The hacker comes back and says, "I've got the footage of who was in that car." Mm, that's a good point. So again, you can involve the you can involve the hacker. Jeff gets his redemption and says, "I'm not a junkie. I'm getting help." He gets a bit of a, a bit more face motivation for his last run, so that gives it a bit more um, sympathy. Not that Jeff needs sympathy, but uh, and and then again, hopefully, maybe if it's Seamus, maybe it's someone else. You build. I like it when they build things. I like it when they develop people, and this could. Put, potentially develop three wrestlers in a storyline. So, yeah. So, I, I, I'm standing by the light here, but I also understand the taste wasn't the greatest. Yeah, for me, I'm not, the whole thing, it depends where it goes for me. If it's just Seamus, I'll, be, I'll just be kind of met to it, but the situation in terms of Jeff's um, being in rehab and stuff like that, I think as long as Jeff's okay, I think it's all right, but as long as he doesn't go off the deep end again, then it'll look worse. But as long as he doesn't, and he's, he's okay with his demons now, 
I think it's alright, but say if he goes off it again in the next year or so, it's going to look proper bad. Um, so yeah, I think time will tell with that one uh, it, for me. Um, but just hope it isn't just building a jihadi and Seamus feud because that'll be a bit shit. Um, but the the segment they had directly after that, um, I just realised it's tied into this. I thought that mm-hmm. was really good. And yeah. for you know, we spoke about WWE being overproduced. This one didn't seem overproduced. Guys were talking over each other. It seemed natural, and mm. I love the fact that AJ was you know telling Daniel Bryan he's an idiot for not just walking to the finals. Um, that yeah, was so I clever. Yeah, it was brilliant. AJ being smart and rational and like, yeah, of course, and not and, and not one of those dastardly he- like, oh, how dare you sort of heels. Literally, AJ was just like, you idiot. Why would you want to fight somebody? Like, I've got my clear path to the finals. Give me that. And then Adam was like, yeah, you can have it. That's fine, AJ. Thanks for coming to SmackDown. Um, yeah, very, very good. Very organic. Very natural. Mm, I mean, uh, that kind of leads us on. We'll do, we'll do the uh, Battle Royale thing. There was a bit between, wasn't there? Or was it straight after, anyway? Uh, the Battle Royale was a Battle Royale. Um, the only thing for me to bring up was the Bar Reunion, which... Oh, the shame I should have started on Nakamura. It would have been better. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, it was just a Battle Royale, and we probably got the winner most people expected. Yeah, Shorty G had a good showing, even though I hate the fact that he's still called Shorty G. Hopefully not for much um, longer. <laughs> yeah, just give him back. Make him Chad Gable again, please. Or the hacker number two. <laughs> Possibly. But anyway. Uh, Ooh, yeah, Mr. Robot Season 5, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, the Battle Royale's Battle Royale. Seamus won, led, led on to the main event, which we'll talk about. Um, Tadiwa, your SmackDown girl. Um, Beat Lacey Evans. Oh no no no! Double count. No, double Sorry. count. Yeah. Yep. This was yeah. one. This was one where I was half paying attention when I was watching. Um. But I. But um. Yeah. Sonya Deville, kind of not moving away from Mandy Rose, but a match against Lacey Evans, who's been in title pictures pretty much most of her main roster run. So it's a, it's a strongish start, I suppose. But it'd be nice to for it to start getting wins quickish, I suppose. Yeah, and, well, my biggest fear when I saw it was her against Lacey was, you know, that, uh, and and I did write in my notes and we were talking about it earlier, um, if Sonya loses via roll-up to Mandy Rose's distraction, we move on Titan Tower. Um, (laughs) That was was my biggest fear for this match. Uh, You know, it, it just seemed like such an easy play for WWE, and it gives me hope, a little bit of hope, but it gives me hope that they're actually going to build her properly. The fact that she didn't lose this match and she still hasn't lost. Um, it, it seems like they're doing everything right. I would have loved her to beat Lacey. Maybe that's being a bit too greedy, um, you know, considering it is still WWE. But I think Lacey is someone they regard very highly. Um, so I, it was going to be hard for her to to be put over Lacey, I think, um, in, in this scenario. So, yeah, as long as they carry on the feud, um, I'm happy that Mandy wasn't even a factor or, mm. or a thought during this match. Let her move on from Mandy. She beat her. You know, you can always call it back later on. I'm, I'm happy for her to to move on and start getting wins, as, as you said, in, in more emphatic fashion. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, Sonia... 
getting stronger and better by the week, I think. Um, and also, the, I think there was rumours she, she wants the uh, Batwoman role, um, which just got mm. uh, vacated by, I can't remember her name. Ruby, Ruby Rose. That's the one. Um, she's fucking Australian encyclopedia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if it's a famous Aussie, every Aussie knows it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was rumours about that. Um, which I think we mentioned her taking acting classes the other week. Didn't yeah, we? acting um, classes with so the Hollywood agent. Yeah, so that yeah. makes it makes sense. But that, that shows confidence, I suppose. Also, she's gotten better. Like the acting classes are working, and the through line between Mandy and Lacey being the blonde bimbo that gets all the attention from the bosses that was nice as well. I like it when uh, a heel has mm. sort of constant continuity in their in their vitriol. Just tell you, blonde people. Yeah. <laughs> what um, were your guys' thoughts on the, the shoot wrestling kind of match they had at the beginning? I think Lacey was well I, out I, of her depth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought so as well. Okay, you right. You roll, you saying, roll okay, on the floor. Are you going to wrestle or are you going <laughs> to... You roll on the floor and I'll do it. you roll around and kick your feet. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like Sonya was just like, wait, so are we going to... Like, she had to ch- double check that they were actually going to shoot wrestle because whatever Lacey was doing did not did not resemble the shoot wrestling thing. But yeah, good on her for try, I'll say that. <laughs> it was different. Let's go over that. <laughs> um Tag Champion Summit thing, which sums it up very well. <laughs> it was very awkwardly put together, but New Day and uh, Nikki Cross being mental got it got us through. <laughs> um yeah, it's it was quite it was good in its own way, but it was a tad awkward as well. Um, but it eventually led to Sasha v. Um, Alexa, Alexa Bliss. But uh, again, teasing the tension where Sasha didn't have a gear on and she had heels on and, and stuff like that. What? But wasn't there wasn't there a rumor, Alex, that the pause in the feud between them and Bailey again or something? I'm sure I saw that and someone put that in our group. Yeah, that was a rumor that that. They're pausing it because they think it needs a crowd. I would agree with that sentiment. On the same, t- by the same token, if you can't get a crowd in the next year, don't put it off for a year. <laughs> Just bite the bullet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this, this, uh, like I was saying before, the tag, the women's tag division has been pretty good this week. I actually think the SmackDown women's division has been good the last two weeks. The one thing I did want to raise from last week, SmackDown, Charlotte versus Bailey was great. I know in um in Taddy's notes from last week he basically said this ruled despite the slightly wonky finish, but yeah it did it did rule Charlotte versus Bailey last week and the idea that Sasha didn't come out the tensions building up Bailey won with that roll up fantastic uh the weird commentary aside where one person was cheating and it was good and one person was cheating it was bad that sort of amended itself this week because Michael Cole was t- literally asking Bailey on commentary like well you cheated last week. And Bailey was saying, "Yeah, it's because I'm smart." You did you not praise Charlotte as well? Like, so I like the continuity there. Um, but yeah, that that match last week, Charlotte and Bailey, was one of those ones that make you go, "Ah, yes, these two are both excellent, aren't they?" And they know how to tell their story properly. Yeah, yeah, and we don't seem to have a challenger for Bailey, especially if they're putting back the uh, the Sasha stuff. Um, so them going for the tag titles. It, I mean, it kind of makes sense. If, I mean, say if it's a triple threat with them and Iconics, I suppose. But um, unless I've missed mm. something off last week's TV because I didn't watch SmackDown. Also, I think it was—I can't remember which one of you made this point, but 
Alexa is really good. Um, Alexa and Bailey are two of the, the MVPs of Rona era because they're really good with their vocals and their facials and their like uh, enunciating things in the ring. Um, and Bailey's was excellent at that on in the outside of the ring and the commentary as well. And we've already mentioned how brilliant Nikki Cross was making Corey and Michael Cole laugh their ass off. But um, the whole thing between the commentary and Sasha and Alexa in the ring, this whole thing was quite good. So if they want to push this out a couple of weeks in response to your question, Guy, I think they probably could do that. You could have Alexa and um, Nikki Cross defend the Iconics one week and then Sasha and Bailey goad them into a title match the next week. And that would sort of legitimize Bliss Cross Applesauce, as oh. Guy affectionately puts them. Jesus. <laughs> and it would it would sort of validate their title, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, other than Carmella, there's not really someone who can fight Bailey right now. No, we've had that freaking Frankenstein monster cheated. match, and cheated. it was bad. Cheated. She was she was cheated. no, she wasn't cheated. cheated. She lost one on one after she lost. Bailey she was the first eliminated. In that six-woman gauntlet thing, not gauntlet thing, the six, the five-woman match. Okay, she's not been cheated. She's awful. Barely cheated in their match. Cheat. It's bullshit. Patty, save me. So uh, yeah, I, I, no. I don't know if I want to see that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get off my phone. Maybe, maybe you could <laughs> throw in like. Um, I'm trying to think who on the, the SmackDown side has credibility. You Sam could do Tina. Naomi because she's a he- she's a face, and and Bailey's a heel. But I yeah, would I be interested. Yeah. So I, I don't know if she's injured or or what. I I haven't looked that up. Um, but in terms of Bailey and Sasha, I would be happy for them to take the tag titles. And mm. Bailey, I think that would elevate Bailey even more, especially her being a heel, having to defend two titles. She could, you know, it could become overwhelming for her. And then she will, you know, and then now Sasha will have a title and Sasha will be pushing more for the, you know, the tag matches and wanting to keep the belt. Yeah. And then Bailey's going to either, you know, cause them to lose it on purpose because she just can't take defending both titles, you know, week in, week out. And that could then lead to the feud. I, I would be happy with that. They've also been mentioning a lot of Charlotte two belts, which doesn't, doesn't really ring well as Becky two belts. Uh, no. But uh, I know it probably won't happen soonish, but they will want to match Charlotte with Becky's achievement, you'd think, at some point. At some point, yeah. Mm. Which could work if it's the NXT title. Oh, God, yeah. If she- if she gets the women and then SmackDown and Raw women's, and just it's a replica of Becky, then it's just going to come off really bad. Because mm, she's Ayo I- I- and Rhea in your house, yeah, isn't it? triple threat in your house, yeah, should be fantastic. Mm. Which the more I think about it, the more I'm a bit annoyed. I, the more I'm more and more annoyed that Rhea got the title taken off her because her steam sort of completely simmered but if this is a path just to get Rhea the win again and it was just a case of elevating Charlotte uh, elevating the NXT women's division a bit with Charlotte then 
I could say that happening. Mm. But to yeah, be fair, yeah. Ray, Ray was locked out of the country for a bit as well. She, she was, <laughs> so it yeah. kind of worked out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, let's move on. Um, I like that you've put Chad Gable to do. I appreciate that for the notes, um, rather than Shorty G. Uh, so Chad Gable defeated Cesaro. We're still doing short jokes in 2020. Um, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was fun for about what felt like a two-minute match. It's about it. Can we stop using Cesaro? Yeah, it was so short. Yeah. <laughs> it was so short. Um, I did like the oh, fact that... Why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> uh, unintentional pun. Uh, love it. <laughs> You'd be on Vince's right. Get on Vince's right and yeah, team with Vince that to do with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. But, uh, yeah, the, this... Well, Countless Shinsuke as well, this seemed like very underutilised people. Yeah, I hope hopefully they'll find something for all of them. I think um, the only interesting thing for me was the fact that Cesaro used the last ride. Other than that, that I, was I a just monster want more power for them. Ball, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm all for, I'm all from doing a huge power ball. I miss I miss Kevin Owens' original pop up power ball. It's oh, sit, it was great. His sit savage. down one is yeah. so shit. In comparison, he used it at NXT when he went back, and it was so much better. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, hopefully, all well. Cesaro and Shinsuke would be an interesting tag team, I suppose. But they seem to be setting up the Forgotten Sons, which is the next bit. Um, who their promos have been pretty good. I think we said this last week. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, not much 
like not much in the way of quantity, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I did. I did um, burst out laughing when he sort of looked at one of them, and he's like, "He's Captain So and So." Looks at the other one, and he says, "And he's Sergeant So and So." And then he looks at the captain, and he says, "And I'm proud of both of them." <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I've never been in the army at all. <laughs> I bought a I bought a court on eBay. It <laughs> had to have been from whoever wrote it. Yeah, whoever wrote it must have been laughing their ass off. Right, where? What was your rank in the military? Uh, proud. Of my I didn't give you. I did charity community service once. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so funny. But uh, yeah, look like no, yes, yeah. Forgotten Sons are actually getting some character work and I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah it's Patriot stuff. And, well, we mentioned with uh, the protest, you'd maybe think that'd be the one that'd get edited. Yeah, but they've also done the sneak. well, not sneaky, but they've done the good thing uh, in the build-up which they've done the whole while of that, that whole thing of none of these opinions represent WWE. These are the opinions of these performers only, which gives it, they, it does give them that little bit of renegade feel, doesn't it? It gives them the, the sense that like, all they're saying controversial things, even though they're not well, saying controversial things because not it's when American. people are setting buildings on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, yeah, they made the sentiment of those of that. Uh, you're right, guy. The sentiment may like conflict with or conflict with what is going on in the world Mm. so it's going to be interesting to see if they temper it i'm not sure how i think most of it's been minneapolis and i pronounced that wrong but let's roll with it (laughs) minneapolis and chicago i haven't seen much from florida but florida's known for being florida so anything (laughs) literally anything can happen just put florida in google and see what comes up people (laughs) Uh, dear. What is it? Florida and your birthday. See what the new story is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear. But anyway, uh, Matt Riddle got announced kind of meh fashion. Like, I, I, it's good, but I, I, I like a surprise. You know, if he just turned up and battered someone one week, I probably would have preferred that. But getting a nod somewhat from Kurt Angle is a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, I'm with you. Also, the last... I don't think they've had a surprise debut in months. Even going back way further, every debut has been telegraphed by a promo package. It's really annoying me, because I'm with you. I'm the exact same as you guys. And I imagine today, I think we had former uh, previous conversations about this. Like, the the surprise factor is one of the things that's unique to wrestling, that you Mm. can know... Because you follow, you're on Twitter, you know there is a good chance that Matt Riddle is showing up on Friday, and yet you don't know when, you don't know how, and when his music hits, and you're like, oh, it's Riddle, yay, it's here, it's fun, let's go. Um, there is that drama to it and that excitement to it. Whereas if you know that, oh, Matt Riddle's in this next segment, it's like, oh, why just take the fun out of it, guys? Yeah, that's the exact same for me. It's the exact same for me. It would have been nice if he, I don't know, just turned up, say if AJ wins the... Is it doing it on SmackDown or Backlash? Ooh, that's I a I think they question. said they were doing it on SmackDown in like two weeks, I think. 
It would, I, yeah, but anyway, regardless, I will, I will just let you They've been advertising matches yeah. two weeks forward because the handicap match as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, I, I, I would just like it for it to like, turn up and even if it was just stood at the top of the ramp and eyeball AJ or something, I think it would have been better. But anyway, we, well, I suppose we still don't know exactly when he's going to turn up, but it's just like, yeah, Matt Riddle's on SmackDown. And I was like, okay, sound. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's not put a sour note on because the next segment good man good <laughs> gracious good ever. gracious me <laughs> guy. Uh, guy yes it was a soft core pornographical <laughs> segment with was... Otis and Mandy and it wasn't from Otis's point of view it was from Mandy's point of view <laughs> this is not some generic guy looking at Mandy like oh it's, like, it's not like they're poking fun of Otis <laughs> by saying like, he's never gonna get it they're poking fun of the fact that Mandy is so like in love with Otis, and they were. Oh, I was just the best thing ever. They were necking on in the dream, and then they started necking on in the real life. <laughs> well, it was just. It's great. a par- It's a parody of something, but I can't remember what it is. But it was bloody amazing. Oh, incredible! Uh, and Mandy's oh yeah at the end just got oh, me. Yeah. So, like I was laughing my ass off the whole way through. <laughs> she, she, so she said that I like dropped my phone and just went oh okay. Genius, brilliant. I thought when she when he woke her up, I thought she was going to be pissy, but then he just went friendly and it was like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his bathing suit as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just uh, incredible. When it went into the dream sequence, I thought he was going to be like skinny and on abs and stuff like that. Um, no, it's just the exact same. He's slightly more suave. He's, <laughs> he's like, just combed his hair. <laughs> and Man- Mandy with the bottle of freaking sunscreen squirting it out. She's going, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's just amazing. Oh, today uh, sorry, today, today what you, you, you got to join No, 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 I was happy to let you guys um, <laughs> enjoy that one. Uh, it just reminded me of those like Euro Trip, not another teen movie yeah. type type of two thousand mm. movies, and and I just thought they hit every single comedy note perfectly. Um, the timing and everything was perfect. the The fact that they played off Mandy being the one in the dream, I thought was really well done. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see where this goes. I was worried that this. Um, you know the story was going to start mm. going down or plateau but it just seems to be going up and up and i'm i'm happy with that, that yeah that's the thing i was going to bring it up <laughs> you started chuckling uh that was that was the re- worry when especially without a crowd before it, it it would die a quick death but <laughs> it's been anything but and there's still the uh the the um the question mark of the the money in the bank briefcase as well which is just it, it just adds interest to what would usually be a, just a pure comedy run of segments, but it it must be one of the hottest things in probably the industry at the moment. I've not watched AEW, but especially in literally, WWE, yeah, literally, it both senses, yeah, because yeah. oh, oh, it's my <laughs> oh, it's just it's just Otis. But no, yeah, they, you can tell that they're like one of the things that um, I remember reading the other week after Mandy it was basically Mandy and Otis were actually really good friends in NXT, based based on basically Otis joking about how Mandy was pretty and like calling her my peach and and like Otis seems like a really down to earth <laughs> guy and um, 
Like you can tell that they are like they're genuinely loving it and they're happy to like do the kissing stuff and there's no awkwardness whatsoever because they are really like they enjoy it and they have fun together. And it's just absolutely freaking brilliantly. To done. be fair, and but- they Imagine if Mandy's boyfriend got pissed off at Otis. Like, I know he's, like, quite chubby and stuff, but that's a bloke you don't want to piss off. <laughs> no, it's not. You're, what are you going to do to him? You can't punch him. You can't take him down. What are you going to do? Well, you can't intimidate a man that just says, oh, yeah, to everything. <laughs> it's just... It's incredible. But um, the other thing is, yeah, no, the... the, um, the creativity in the Rona era has been excellent on all shows actually and we saw AEW come up with some great creativity we saw we've seen NXT with some fantastic creativity and and the main roster too but I think just this sort of stuff that you can do as just that that sort of just really experimental TV the off-site the stuff is just it's better than you felt it'd ever be isn't it yeah, it really is. And I'm glad, like, making the best out of the Rona era is something that they, they can do and they have been trying to do. And I think the Otis and Mandy story has been one of those things that's that's made the best out of out of a bad situation. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how they, not top it, because I don't think you can top stuff between these, but continue it's probably the best word. Um, and... Yeah, just the money in the bank briefcase looming large as well. The the, it, the crowding moment will be a fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, um, unbelievable. And until Otis loses and then Teddy gets to laugh his evil maniacal laugh in the background. Especially when it's... T- I cannot wait. No. I cannot. Uh, no. Uh, Guy if, will turn full Seth. Yeah. Uh, Guy, uh, that's that's going to be the Seth Rollins move and Guy yeah. will go full Roman Reigns at that point. Trick you. I'm really Seth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, if if Tucker betrays him, I'm, I'll, I'll fucking fly there and beat the shit yeah. out of him. Even, yeah. even, though, yeah. even though he's huge and beat the shit out of me, but I'll fucking do it. Yeah. He'll try. <laughs> it'll, be a legion of, yeah. it'll be like the the eighties. Oh no, even further back the seventies when the Von Erics used to get freaking pelted with stones coming out of the thing. Tucker coming out of every building. We'll just have an angry horde. Fucking his asshole. <laughs> yeah, you, you bastard! You're English. What are you doing? You asshole. <laughs> oh, dear. But no, it's, they're doing brilliantly. And I'm loving every minute of that, that yeah, storyline. absolutely. Um, main event of SmackDown, uh, Brian v. Sheamus. Um, it was a bit meh, the match. I thought I didn't really have anything for. That's the thing with SmackDown. I know, I know Raw's too long, but by the main event, you just see there's like 10 minutes left, and you're like, eh, can't really do out. So there's 12 ad breaks and shit left. But uh, yeah, we had Jeff Hardy attack Jameis at the end, it's probably the most important thing. Because imagine, we all knew Brian was going to win, didn't we? <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeff attacking Sheamus. That's about it. Anything to add? Take that or, as no. <laughs> well, not really. I think thinking back to it, yeah, it was disappointing. I remember watching a match and going, "That's that's that's sort of like, yeah, okay." I, I expected maybe a bit more. Um, some good spots, but at the same time, you're just like, "Oh, well, that's yeah." I expected more out of these two. But I think you're right, guy. I think maybe SmackDown is starting to. Um, it's hard to say. Two-hour shows are more optimal than three-hour shows. 
two and a half, two and a half season. Yeah, a 15-20 minute over on even every now and then with SmackDown, I think it could use it because it's one of its biggest criticisms in oh, and sorry, in sixteen in that 15, 16, 17 run with Ambrose as champ was mm. top heavy, great, but the mid card not ideal. Didn't have much depth to it. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think they've built up enough of a roster, which is interesting, basically because it was it came from a, one draftee, which was AJ, and yeah. one NXT call up, which is Riddle, to make it the roster seem really what's the word like concrete now like it, it's proper mm. it, it's solid from the top down so maybe yeah with the with the extra roster space they can look at extending it a bit if possible but i mean yeah. it's fox so who knows yeah that, that's probably the thing um well that, that's been wwe tv i mean, i i assume you've both watched was it double or nothing i haven't watched it so feel free to correct me um that seemed to get great fan review. Uh, if you did watch it, do you want to give your thoughts on that quickly just to finish off the show? Okay, that doesn't know. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know who you were throwing it to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I kept doing that. <laughs> I'm rusty. <laughs> it's too hot. No <laughs> Names and shit. Um, but today, yeah, you, you go with that today. I mean, everyone loved the... I'm going to go Stadium Stampede. Stadium match. Stampede, yes. yep. That's correct. Yeah, in terms of the the show itself, I enjoyed it. I thought the middle of the show was a bit filler, and maybe a few of those matches didn't need to be um, on mm. on the pay per view. You could have easily done saved those for TV, um, especially after Britt Baker got injured. You didn't need to throw in um, what's her name to be in there, uh, Penelope, Penelope Ford to be thrown in there. <laughs> Penelope Ford, sorry. Um, but in, other than that, I, I did think it was a really good one. Uh, Cage making his debut in the number one contender match uh, for the chip, I thought it made sense. Having Taz with him really makes him a big deal. They do have a lot of managers at the moment, it seems. Um, but yeah, Taz is awesome. So he's gonna. I think he's going to do well for Cage. Um, other other things throughout the evening, I thought Shida was an absolute star in her match against Nyla Rose. Um, every week, I'm, I'm more and more impressed by Shida. I hadn't really watched too much of her before AEW, so it, it, I'm, I'm seeing her with fresh eyes, and it's really, really cool to see. You know, even coming into this match, she's meant to be the babyface, but you could see she was she had a certain determined. Um, determinedness about her and just the fact that she could appreciate that it's a championship match and she's taking this seriously it's a small thing like that whereas you usually see baby faces just smiling because they're baby faces that doesn't always need to be the case um definitely my favorite thing of the entire week was the stamp stamp uh stadium stampede i watched mm. it twice because i had to show my fiance the, the match after because she wasn't sure why i was laughing so much it was a good 30 minutes of me just hysterically bursting into laughter and she kept popping her head in to to see if i was crying or what what was going on but it, it was absolutely hilarious um they they did a lot of things that were just smart comedy they had you know and you know the the running gimmick is um sammy guevara is basically he just gets beaten up all the time and he you know he got run over by a golf cart as well a couple of weeks back <laughs> weeks back so in this one 
for the opening when Adam Page came in, he chased him with because uh, Adam Page came in on a horse. Um, so he chased him with the horse, and then um, later on, there were just so many. They they played on the different gimmicks of Matt um, Matt Hardy, where he kept getting dunked underwater and coming out as a different character. Um, they had also just the fact that the the inner circle came in with like um, NFL like gear, American football gear on for the stadium stampede. I thought it was really smart and. Just I highly, highly recommend it. Even if you're not a hardcore AEW fan or don't usually watch it, um, I don't know, maybe if it won't play as well if you don't watch it week in, week out, but there's definitely something for everyone in that stadium stampede. And just watch it going in with the, the fact that this is just comedy. It's it's not anything too serious, and, and you'll absolutely love it. This is someone who's like, in love with the the taker match, There's the boneyard match, and the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll be yeah, all right. Yeah. I will watch it and I will enjoy. Um, I've I am sure I've heard people say good thing. Was it Ambrose v Brody Lee? I almost called him Luke Harper. Was it? Yes, was it, it was. Too? Yeah, it was. Yeah, was that good? It was a very it was a very physical match. Um, I thought that match did more for Brody Lee's character than all of the promos and stuff they did before leading up to this mm. match. Uh, he came off like an absolute monster, and you know I, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I thought the ending was was perfect as well. Okay, cool. I mean, I won't buy it because I can't be asked. I'll find it somewhere, <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll find it somewhere and I'll watch it because I, I always used to like Luke Harper when he was in WWE. Um, It'd be interesting to see how he actually does when he can actually do stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. D- did you watch it, Alex? And any anything about? I watched parts of it. Um, the yeah, Sam Stampede was re- really funny, and it's nice that different things are doing different cinematic sort of universes in their own way, and di- and like they're taking advantage of the fact that wrestling's supposed to be fun and sort of wacky and stupid. Um, which I was sort of worried about with AEW when it first started. Like, are you going to be too much of an indie taking your piss, out, taking the piss out of itself rather than taking the piss out of wrestling as a whole? Uh, but no, it's actually like the Stadium Stampede was genuinely very funny. Uh, and Cody winning the TNT title, I'm not sure about. Um, purely because it seems like a cop out of what the story originally was, which was. MJF made sure that he couldn't win the um, main title ever again. So obviously so Cody owning the, the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cody so owning so the company so makes the secondary that, yeah. title. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not a fan of Cody Rhodes, so that probably colors the judgment. But um, overall, yeah, it was uh, from what I've seen, I still have to go back and watch the full thing. But AEW is starting to get into their groove in terms of pay-per-views. I think their weekly shows slightly slowed down over the Rona era. They're doing some good things right, but their continuity is not great. But I guess it's difficult when you've just started out and you can't fall back on on things. But, yeah, the pay-per-view certainly rescued a lot of the momentum. Interesting. I'll have to watch it, and then I can fast-forward through stuff that you, you'll you have to tell me what the filler is, <laughs> and I'll fast-forward through it. Um, There's a, there is a lot of filler. Teddy was right. Like the, the, It probably could have been an hour shorter. 
to be fair. <laughs> as, as someone who really watches WWE, I can't really can't really back my horse in that regard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Considering I just talked about Raw being too long as well. Um, but anyway, anything else to add before we finish up on a, one of our shorter shows, which is still an hour and a half? <laughs> anyway, I will finish on that um, note. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna suggest that um, the NXT landscape will be very interesting going into takeover in your house because I think that take the, the in your house thing makes me like immediately think of like that old fashioned like mm. mid to late nineties vibe, and I'm wondering if NXT are gonna. If, I mean, Sean and Hunter are running it, so it could be anything, but. Yeah, I've got the sneaking suspicion that, yeah, we're going to get some interesting, wacky, more interesting, wacky stuff with TakeOver in your house. So we will probably see that borne out on NXT this week, if anything. And that, again, could be an excellent show. There's definitely a cinematic um, match because I think Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream seems to be getting that treatment or at, at least that that um, pre-taped yeah. type match. And um, uh, in terms of NXT call-ups, I'm not sure Riddle is the only one. Um, I think it will become more clear later on this week, but it seems like he might not be the only one. Any names you want to throw out for, to finish? I haven't a clue question. at the moment. I haven't a clue um, at the moment. That's the thing. The issue is you don't know, you can't really tell who's ready in the Rona era because usually you tell based on the crowd sort of being like, okay, we love you still, but we've we've got this new guy now that we're fancying, whereas without a crowd, it's difficult to tell. In terms of uh, Dijakovic isn't doing anything right now, but he still hasn't really done much. Um, Yeah, I think they need to start getting the likes of Damien. Oh, Damien Priest is... Dane could come back up, I suppose. Yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. In fact, he's probably still in the UK, so that's probably a no-go, actually. Um, But the one I I kept waiting for, now obviously it's impossible with Pete Dunne, but I, again, there's sneaky suspicion in the back of my head that Triple H won't let him go until he's had an NXT title run. So, yeah. And Vince will ruin him because he's foreign. Yes, he's foreign and he's smallish. You must be William Regal. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand. Uh, but, but no, yeah, it'll be I interesting to see if anyone else comes yeah, up. Yeah, I think Dunn would be the interesting one, but obviously that can't happen. Yeah, uh, probably one of the big lads. Vince loves a big lad. Um, but anyway, that's where we'll finish. Uh, and yeah, I, we discovered that in your house is next weekend so I, I assume the next pod will be um previewing it so maybe we'll try and sneak in raw which as we said is tomorrow that's why we kind of rush through raw smidge uh even though probably just still did it longer than smackdown <laughs> um but uh, yeah we'll we'll watch raw tomorrow and then maybe try and get one out tuesday wednesday uh, and then we can preview nxt as well um but yeah thank you for listening and thank you everyone uh, <laughs> thank you for joining me and thank you everyone for listening i could screw it up my outro now uh, goodbye <laughs> 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 